Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. This is Henry Lopez, and welcome to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today is Giuseppe Gramatico. Giuseppe, welcome to the show. Henry, it's a pleasure. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so am I. We're going to talk about the topic of franchises, investing as an owner, as a business owner, rather, in a franchise. And why a franchise might be a great option for, especially for somebody like I was transitioning from the corporate world or corporate career to business ownership and how that can lead to potential financial and time freedom. So we're going to chat with that about that rather with Giuseppe, who is an expert in this field. And I'll give you his background in a moment. But if you want to receive more information about the How of Business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, or to schedule a free coaching consultation with me, you can text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700, or just visit thehowofbusiness.com. So Giuseppe Gramatico is a franchise coach, a consultant, a speaker, an author, and he's the host of his own podcast called the Franchise Freedom Podcast. Giuseppe is a franchise veteran who, as he says, he simplifies the process of franchising and excels at guiding his clients to the model, the type of franchise that best suits his clients. His greatest joy is in helping people realize the American dream and sharing the freedom that comes from franchising. Franchising has allowed Giuseppe to enjoy the freedom so many of us hope for. Sharing his expertise with his clients, learning about their goals and their lives and guiding them towards their dreams are what lights him up the most. He is the author of Franchise Freedom, a new manifesto for your financial and time freedom. And as I mentioned, he's the host of the Franchise Freedom Podcast. Giuseppe lives in the New Jersey or in the state of New Jersey somewhere. He used to live in New York. He lives in New Jersey now. And so once again, Giuseppe Gramatico, welcome to the show. Thanks again, Henry. I'm very, very excited to be here. Absolutely. Looking forward to this. I'd like to start though, as we usually do on this show with, with the journey, how you got to where you are today and, and doing the research. If I got it right, you had a, a career, a very successful career in financial services, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah. I, um, so I guess the, 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 the quick version is uh, I'm first generation as, as we both are first Cuban, I'm first generation Italian and um, you know, you know, hard work, right? We're brought up with that, that, that hard uh, work ethic, work really hard for what you have. And I uh, grew up in the restaurant industry. And uh, after working many, many years and giving up many weekends and uh, holidays and, and not being able to go to events, I, I said, you know what, Rest, restaurant is just not the, uh, the industry I want to be in. So went the college route, uh, got un an undergrad and my MBA from Ryder University here in uh, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. And uh, went through multiple jobs uh, in the investment world. Uh, you know, income was really good. Um, so I was happy with the income, but just wasn't fulfilled, felt like I wasn't really going anywhere. You know, every job led to a little bit more money and I just wasn't happy. So I, I, I kind of went back to my entrepreneur roots to my family and said, okay, the business of, of a restaurant maybe wasn't a good fit, but what else is out there? So fast forward, hired a, um, a business coach, figured out. I like uh, a business in a box. I like process. Uh, I like systems in place. And um, startup was the opposite of that. So I, I went the franchising route. Uh, ironically, work with a franchise uh, coach and consultant as well back in 05, uh, 2005, 2006. 
and, uh, and, and ended up investing in two franchises and, uh, don't, don't regret a day since it was, it's been a uh, fantastic journey. Fantastic. What, what type of franchise businesses were they? We were in uh, cleaning and uh, building maintenance. So a uh, former Wall Street guy, um, you know, <laughs> how, how the heck did I get into that? And uh, quite frankly, we didn't, we, uh, we were looking at an annuity stream and something that could take the brunt of uh, what was to come uh, with the crash of the 08 uh, stock market. So I uh, was looking for, uh, we specifically got into commercial and building maintenance because um, a little bit more recession proof versus what we saw on the residential side. Right, right. And it, so did you get out of those businesses or do you still have those businesses? Yes, I, actually, I sold those uh, last year to oh, double wow. down on my uh, consulting business uh, as the hours kind of vary depending on people's schedules. So I uh, sold them. Um, and yeah, I'm able to dedicate 110% of my time uh, on this business. Fantastic. When you go back to early in your career, did you still nonetheless have aspirations of starting your own thing? You just didn't know what, or did, or was it like business is not for me back then? It, it was always, you know, I, I ran the business with my family. There was always that itch and I loved how, you know, you got to call the shots and, you know, you, you just had control, control of your destiny, control of the business. You know, you got to make the decision versus where I was an employee. I, I think I had 10 managers. Every time I did something wrong, I heard it 10 times. So, <laughs> um, and that was frustrating. So I, I always had the itch, but I think just being in the restaurant industry, I, I, I didn't know what else was out there and I didn't explore as much as maybe I should have. So I said, you know what? I see a lot of people making good money in, in the investment world, which is what drew me there. And, um, you know, that's definitely not the shouldn't be the motivating reason, although I still had an interest, but I said, you know what? I have that itch. What else is out there? I knew about franchising. I thought it was all about <laughs> McDonald's and, right. and Wendy's and Burger Kings and all these fast food restaurants to, to, to come to realize there's literally a, a franchise in every business, every industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions, Giuseppe, is that it's all that franchising is all about restaurants. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what we uh, talk about almost every single day. So a lot of, basically if you can name a business, there's a franchise uh, in, in that business. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. So let's, let's dive into it. I, I thought I'd start with this question of, sure. to get us started. Why you've touched on some of it already, but why should I consider a franchise? I mean, there are a lot of benefits uh, to franchises, but, but before I even get into that, you know, franchising, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, franchise freedom is the name of your podcast and your book. And I am passionate about it. Um, that's where I focus my time, but it's not the right fit for everyone. And, and simply put, you have a startup or a franchise. And if business ownership is the path, you just need to figure out if you want the system in place and what I coin and talk about in my book, the unfair advantage of, of owning a, a franchise business, or do you want to start it on your own and, and create everything? One is not better than the other. It's based off of, of kind of what matches what you are, what you're looking for. Um, franchising is, is, is great. There, there's, uh, you know, over 4,000, uh, over 4,000 franchise companies in the U S it is extremely overwhelming. But, you know, when we talk about just benefits, you know, we, we go back to the definition of what is a franchise and a, and a franchise is essentially a license to do business with that brand. So, um, you know, when you buy a Subway franchise, you don't own any part of Subway. You're owning essentially a license to do business as a, as a Subway franchisee. You're given the entire system. Uh, you still have to obviously invest in the build out. 
uh, but they're giving you essentially a turnkey system. So advantages are they've figured it out, trial and error, right? They figured it out the hard way. This is the franchisor and what's the best way to do business. Uh, in many cases, depending on the franchise and business, vendors are in place. Uh, you take a uh, painting franchise, um, their vendors are in place and, and you have economies of scale because they're buying at such large volume uh, an independent contractor could not buy at the same prices as a, as a franchise owner. And by far the, the number one advantage aside from the system and everything you get is I call it, it's almost like a mastermind, right? Mastermind. You hear about that. That's kind of the, the big buzzword. And, and, um, I've seen bat masterminds just pop up here and there. And when I, and the reason I, I say mastermind is, you know, you're, are, you are working depending on the size of the franchise with, tens, hundreds, thousands of other franchisees that you meet with uh, typically once a year at minimum to share ideas of what's working, what's not working, how can we team up and, and work together. Pri prior to even that, those same franchisees are the people you're going to validate and, and talk with uh, to learn about the franchise and ask the difficult questions such as knowing what you know now, would you do it all over again? So uh, the same franchise uh, franchisees that you're validating and asking questions are the same ones you're going to be collaborating with and sharing ideas. It's one of the, you know, I, I kind of, and you do the same thing when you summarize the, the key areas to look at that, as I call it, that network effect is so valuable. Mm -hmm. Being a business owner can be such a lonely pursuit. And when you're on your own, you don't, you have to kind of try to cobble that together, but in a franchise, and that's one of the things you have to look for is I have, and what I, what I have found as a, being a franchisee is that those people, and you got to, that's what you look for initially. They're more than happy to help and to share. And that's so valuable because you don't feel like you're going alone here. Right. Absolutely. That's a, it's a, it's a huge advantage. So but uh, both, both strategies, startup or franchise, are, are great. Um, you know, people will ask, are franchisees typically more, you know, what are the stats? You know, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't look at the stats. The, the odds are if you follow the system of a strong franchise brand and even just as important, believe it or not, the system has to match what you're looking for. Right. I find plenty of people that go into very strong systems that, are a horrible match, right? It's the complete opposite of what they're looking for. And sometimes they don't do as well. So, um, you know, follow, following that system, getting matched is something you truly like. Uh, the odds are, uh, and, and, and all the support you're getting, uh, the odds are you're going to be more successful. The issue with, with startups and statistics, which, you know, they vary depending on from one site uh, to the next is uh, many people in their startups, it never happens. It's a Word document that's saved on your laptop that you never pulled the trigger on. So, it's very difficult. So I tell people sometimes that it's the catalyst, I call it. A franchise is the stepping stone, the catalyst to get you into business ownership. Maybe you own one location or territory and that motivates you to maybe doing your startup. And now you have two businesses, one franchise, one non-franchise. So yeah. a lot of exciting stuff, just some you know, things I've been hearing along the way. No, great points. I think, you know, one of the ways that I had to explain to me that made a lot of sense is I, I think you, you have to, and what you help people do is analyze, where am I on this spectrum? Right. There are people who are all the way over to one side, entrepreneurial. In other words, they want to do it all. They want to invent it all. They want to have complete control. And on the other end is where a lot of people sit, especially making the transition from the corporate world, where they know they want this independence, but they need help. They need to leverage somebody else's systems and experience. 
Right. And you help people identify where are we? Because to your point about following the system, if I go into a franchise and I'm the type that doesn't want to follow the rules, I want to reinvent things. That's usually a bad match. A- a- absolutely. And that that's if you're even allowed, allowed to invest that's in the right. franchise. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. If the franchise companies will pick that up right away. So if you're telling the fran- the subway franchise or better yet, the McDonald's franchise, uh, yeah, you know, I'm looking to expand the menu and I'm, and add uh, this item and that item. They're going to be like next, not a, not a good fit. So they, they would not even give you the ability to, to invest in the franchise. Yeah. So uh, absolutely. And, and that's good. I mean, that's not a negative thing. It's a positive no, thing it because is. it saves you the hassle. Yeah. That's right. The other thing that I think is a misconception sometimes, Giuseppe, is you can buy an existing franchise business. So it doesn't always mean you got to build that franchise, meaning, uh, you know, starting from, not from scratch is the wrong term, but in other words, go build my own. There are franchises, existing franchises that are for sale as well. Yeah. So, you know, we come across two things. One is a corporate owned business that converts their model into a franchise. So they have, you know, hundreds of locations they're, they're converting into a franchise. So that's essentially a resale mm-hmm. um, because there's an existing uh, revenue coming in. It's an existing business. And I, as a, as a consultant also uh, help with resale. So if I have a, an individual looking at a, a particular uh, area and there's nothing uh, for sale. It's all, it's, I'm sorry, it's, um, uh, there's existing franchisees in the area. We can call, make a quick call to the franchisor and just say, Hey, I know there's nothing for sale in the whole area, the whole state's taken. Would you mind dropping a line to the franchisee? Do you think they'd be interested in, in selling? Um, and so we, so, you know, maybe not an active listing on biz buy sell, but uh, you know, for the right price, maybe the, <laughs> the existing business owner right. decides they may want to sell their business. Yeah. And that's often one of the best ways to find a business that's for sale. All right. I know one of the areas you focus on is helping corporate executives, people in a corporate career to transitioning to their first business in particular being a franchise. Why are, and we've touched on some of it, but why is franchise often a good model for a person with that background, with that corporate background? Yeah. So the, the corporate executive has, has a couple options. So they've, they know their skill set, right? So we say corporate executive, because what does that imply? It implies you've been in the business world for a little while. Um, you know, you've worked for, for maybe some large corporations. So you know what your skill set, you know what you're, you're truly good at. You've probably worked a few jobs. So um, it's good to, to, to figure out what you're good at, what's your skill set, what's your weaknesses, you know, areas you need to improve upon. So uh, a corporate exec with a skill set of, uh, for example, they're a great manager. Uh, they may be a good fit for a cleaning franchise because uh, one one company in particular will handle essentially all the marketing uh, and even give you a call center to handle all the inbound calls. So essentially, there it's it's almost like your sales arm. Um, so the skill set of the franchisee the corporate exec that's becoming the franchise. He's more of a manager to manage the employees or the subcontractors or whoever's involved in that, in that business model. So, um, you know, it's a great business that you can go in also as a semi absentee and say, okay, I'm in danger of possibly losing my job, but I want to hold on to it. There are certain franchises, not all that will allow you to be what we call a semi absentee owner, so that you can keep your job and, you know, work the, the business 10, 15, 20 hours a week um, and have the ability to transition full time or just keep it that way and have a general manager in place if need be. So lots of it, lots of, um, you know, options. 
you know, funding wise, corporate execs, they can, uh, if it's a former employer can roll over uh, potential retirement money to, to fund the business. So there's, there's a lot of options uh, to, to those people, but um, yeah, just, you know, one thing, and this, this is more along the lines of how do you pick a franchise, but, you know, figure out the ideal business, what your role should, you know, what you what you want your role to be in the business and what's your skill set. And that's a, a really good starting point versus the complete opposite, which is what most people do, including myself in the very beginning. And that was picking a franchise and trying to make my likes and wants all kind of, you know, fit that franchise where, you know, maybe it was food, a food related franchise and I, and I did not want to work seven days a week. So I was trying to mold and change up my, my requirements to kind of fit the franchise. So I think if you re- reverse engineer it, you truly kind of figure out what you want. Uh, I think it's so much easier to decide on a franchise and working with a consultant. Um, you know, we talk to the brands directly, sometimes the CEOs, the presidents, the VPs, um, uh, we even have conversations on your behalf to, to see if you, you know, this, this individual is a good fit, uh, for that franchise. We even check the territory and make sure there's availability in the area. Yeah. Okay. G- great points. That's such a great takeaway because again, like you said, people often make the mistake there. And also I think people struggle with, well, I don't know anything about business. So I, I don't know if this is, mm-hmm. if I'm ready for it, but again, that's what the franchise provides for you. A good franchise provides the systems for you. You're not expected to invent that, but the role that you're going to play or that you have time available to play is such a key thing. And then the point you made about the skill set: if I'm a good people person and good at leading and developing people, that that helps you narrow down franchises that might be a fit for them. If I'm if I'm strong in marketing, then that might be a different focus that I might go on, depending on that skill set that I already have and that I can bring to bear for this franchise that I'm going to. Sh- that I'm going to select, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to go back to the point you touched on because it's such a a critical one for me, this whole concept of absentee, semi-absentee, hands-on. And as you said, there are franchises that require to be the person involved and others that allow this semi-absentee. What I've seen as a big misconception though, Giuseppe, curious as to your thoughts, I've yet to find a business, a small business, where I can be completely absent from it, at least not in the initial years. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, the initial years obviously is, is especially that first year you're, you're learning the business, especially if you're a first time business owner. So your, your time commitment absolutely is going to be much greater than, you know, year two, year three going forward. So um, certain businesses, um, you know, or I should say certain franchises allow it and they allow it because they have a specific system built for that. You know, they have a training, a train, the trainer program, uh, you know, to put a key person in, in, in charge, maybe it's a general manager. It's not all about having, you know, I got money in the bank. Uh, I can make anything absentee. You could, that's, that may be the case for a startup, but not, not in the case of a franchise, a franchise will want to interview you and make sure if it is, you know, an owner operator business that the owner is involved full-time the first six to 12 months, but there are options. Um, once someone is looking at the, the universe starts to scale down a little bit and say, okay, there's, you know, we were looking at, you know, X amount of companies. Now we, you know, we bring it down to maybe 10 or 15, um, companies. So, you know, we, we, there are certain businesses built better than others for absentee ownership. Uh, and that's, and and what I, and when I, what I'm calling semi-absentee, once you're getting into, 
you know, true absentee. Now, now you're, you're talking about general managers really running the show right. uh, where they're with, where they are empowered. Maybe they have a, a vested interest. Maybe they own a small percentage of the business, five, 10%, and they're able to make those, um, those decisions. But, you know, ultimately it's between the system and, and the, you know, the, how the franchisee, uh, you know, what kind of, what kind of, um, what's the word, uh, authority, decision-making that you give, you know, empowerment that you give to your employees, because if they have to run everything by you, it's not a semi-absentee business, but if you empower your employees and you have a good system, uh, there are quite a few, especially, uh, you know, a lot of retail uh, franchises that we work with that will allow a really solid semi-absentee with, with minimal time investment, as long as uh, the training and and the right employees are are, are hired from the uh, very beginning. So in that case, if it is someone that you identify that's what they're looking for and you find them opportunities that allow for semi-absentee, do often those people keep their corporate job while they do this on the side? What's your experience there? It, it's been all over. I mean, some, some people, um, they say, okay, I, I can really run this business semi-absentee. So you know, they, they call me up and, and they say, okay, things are going well. What do I do next? And I, and I go, I'm, I'm a coach right? I'm not a sales, I'm not a salesperson saying to buy franchises. I am simply coaching you through the process to help you get you through your due diligence with each franchise company. So the options are you look at another franchise that you can also um, run semi-absentee. Maybe it's a, it's an exact complement of your, of your current business. So if your current business is, is home services where you're providing a a service such as mosquito spraying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to homeowners and you, you know, invest in a, uh, a painting home painting yeah, pool or power washing or, or yeah, yeah, pool. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, com- a complete complement, um, minimal ramp up time because you already have the, the client base. You're just upselling to them, or it just may be, you know what, instead of me investing in, in another franchise, why don't I, for now quit my job and, and, and run it full time and then decide from there, you know, how I want to, run the business or scale the business. So there are a lot of options. And the beauty is there's no one right answer. It's what best fits what you're looking for at that time. Because, you know, two or three years may go down the road. Things may change. Maybe you have your first child. Maybe you get married. There, there's different priorities. Maybe you're moving. You know, there, there's so many different things. So, you know, every anytime I have a conversation, I like to do a status check where they're at and then, and you know, have their goals changed. If they haven't, okay, you know, maybe we should look at these two options as far as expansion. Yeah, wonderful. This is Henry Lopez with a brief pause to share a special offer from our new show sponsor, GoSite. I have a question for you. Is your business engaging with customers online? You know your customers expect a seamless and easy digital experience, especially during the pandemic, but how can you actually make it happen? You're already working hard from sunup to sundown on your business. You don't have the time to build a website, manage online reviews, and get set up to accept online bookings and payments. But it's not impossible. With GoSite, you can move your entire operation online easily with everything you need to run your business in one place. GoSite provides an all-in-one online platform that makes it easier for your customers to find, book, and pay for your services. Just take Liz as an example. Her landscaping business gained over $260,000 in online sales from new customers in their local area and used GoSite to make it easier for their existing customers to pay and book their services online. 
Check out the all-in-one platform from GoSite that makes it easier for your customers to find, book, and pay for your services online instantly. Best of all, you don't need any technical experience to get started. Go to gosite.com forward slash podcast to get started for free. That's gosite.com slash podcast to get started today for free. All right, we've touched on it. Uh, you follow a process. You call it the four-step franchise freedom process, which, which makes a lot of sense. I just want to cover it and talk and ask a couple of questions at a high level. Uh, the first step is to schedule what you call a right fit call. You've alluded to that already, but just give me briefly what happens in that call. Yeah, so it's four steps. So the, the first step is the intro right fit uh, call, 20 minutes we get on the phone, uh, we figure out, um, based off that conversation, I can tell relatively quickly if business ownership is the right fit. Um, we talk about the options of franchise versus non-franchise. And if we mutually agree to continue the conversation, um, that, that goes into step two. So we mutually agree. That's a key word there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't work with everyone. Some people just aren't a good fit. You know, someone that's really hungry that has no money, it's going to be difficult to invest in a franchise. So um, if that's the case, maybe we, we put together a plan. I, I more than glad to make an introduction to a funding company or a financial advisor, uh, and they can continue the conversation there. Yeah. Um, that's such a good point, but I want to go back to the fit point because the yeah. question I want to ask you there is what, what you, what should I look for to find a franchise consultant or broker that is a fit for me? Oh, great. And I'm glad you brought that up. So you know, it's number one, it's going to be, well, there's, there's a couple things, but number one, it's personality. You know, wh when I got into this business, um, I, you know, I, I, I work so many hours and there's only so many hours of the day. I, I want to spend my, I never miss a soccer practice or game. So I have my priority. So I am limited, right? Just physically limited to the amount of number of people I can talk to on a, on a weekly basis. So making sure it's a good fit. If the personality fit isn't there, maybe you want to look elsewhere. Um, you know, because it's, it's a, it's someone, for example, a consultant like myself, we're going to be working together now during the process and after even investing in the franchise. So making sure that the personality fit is there. And, you know, in my opinion, uh, and you know, the way I picked the consultant that I work with years ago was I asked them, I said, have you owned a franchise? And you, know, because many people, you know, Owning a, owning a business or a franchise is not a requirement for, um, to become a franchise consultant. And right. I, would, I would say it's very difficult to talk about business ownership uh, with all the training experience you have if you've never owned it. I mean, the emotional roller coasters involved, the not receiving a paycheck the first month, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, that's hard to, to, to learn. I, di I didn't learn that in my MBA program. And uh, I was told that, but being told that and setting the expectation versus going through it are two different things. So uh, personality and, you know, a resume showing what, what the, the consultant has um, accomplished, including obviously owning a franchise, I think is a, is a major plus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Listen, I, I think it, they seem obvious, but this point, the first point about a personality match that's what I always recommend to people, whether you're looking for an attorney, a CPA, a franchise broker, mm -hmm. a commercial broker, if the personality, if there's not a match there, listen, this one of the reasons that you articulated why we get into business is to have some control as to who we work with. And you're going to go on a journey here with this person. And there's got to be somebody you enjoy talking to at a minimum. Yeah, that's, we're not asking for much, right? right. It's just, <laughs> it's really, I mean, we talk about time freedom, 
financial freedom and freedom of who we can work with. That's right. And, and that that's with the franchise, the, the vendors, the franchisees, the candidates we work with. Absolutely. Um, someone that doesn't call me back, someone that is rude on the phone. Why, why would I want to work with that person? So, and same goes for the consultant. You know, if the consultant is rude, then there's other consultants, there's other people that do what I do. All right, I'm going to expedite it here because of the lack of time. The, the, at a high level, the second step in the process is you then work with your client to help and identify their personal goals and the characteristics of what they're looking for. We've touched on that already, like yep. the role that you want to play, the skill sets that you can leverage. A lot that goes into that, so I don't mean to trivialize that. Mm -hmm. But then you move on to you then with that information, narrow it down to a small selection of franchises to begin to vet maybe two to three, something like that. Uh, once you get to that step, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I create a model for them, what their ideal business looks like. We look at two or I talk to multiple companies, but we narrow it down to two or three, um, which we present to them. That's step three. And um, the fourth step is helping them through the process, making the introductions to the franchise companies, since th that's kind of not necessarily the handoff, but it's more of just an introduction where we introduce the franchise, they start their, uh, you know, their first calls, the, you know, I call it the interview, first interview calls, uh, they get the information from the franchise companies, and I coach them to, to find out progress, are they asking the right questions, you know, what kind of feedback, what, what are your feelings on it, um, and uh, we continue that process until they narrow it down to one that they ultimately uh, invest in. One of the key things that happens there is you get the franchise disclosure document. I am amazed Giuseppe, but I know you're not at how many people I talk to have brought a franchise and have barely perused their FTD. This is after they're already signs, right? Um, yeah. It's, I, that's uh... one of the things I love about your book <laughs> is you walk through it step by step through all of the sections that have to be there by law, right? Yeah. And they all read the same. This, they, they this all is do, not, yeah. this is not, it, there's some legal jargon, but it's written in a way for the average person to read it. You know, franchising is regulated by the FTC it's, it's a boring read. Yes. It'll give you a lot of information, but um, yes, I encourage you to read every single page and take it a step further. Uh, if you're comfortable, great. But if, if not hire a French, specifically a franchise attorney to review it, don't expect to make changes on that document. No. But uh, when they say redline, just maybe bring some items to your attention so that you can maybe ask those questions uh, to the franchise co company directly. Yeah, I think that's critical advice. I always advise my clients to hire an attorney. Like you said, don't be delusional in thinking you're going to negotiate the FTD or the right. more specifically the franchise agreement, but you hit on it. What it does is that an attorney will interpret for you and say, here's what you're agreeing to. So go into it with eyes wide open and understand what it is that you can and can't do and what you're committing to. That's why it's so important. Now, one thing that does frustrate me, though, on the FDD is item 19. And you talk about this in the book. Some franchisors provide or share performance representations and others don't. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I don't I don't know the the true reason. I, I know in some cases, because obviously it's in the document, there's no it's not a guarantee. It's just right. a range. So, right. What I say is this, I, I just recently worked with a, a franchisor and they removed the item 19 because they made some significant changes um, due to COVID to their business model. And I get it. So certain things were some, some changes, some of it what's new as, as the company, company pivoted. Ultimately, 
you know, these are just ranges. Sometimes it's an average across the system. Sometimes it's the average rookie first year, average three year, average five year, et cetera, et cetera. So every company does it slightly different. Uh, what's more, most important is speaking with franchisees, but not just any franchisee, speaking with franchisees across the country that may be running the business as you would be running it. So what do I mean by that? Speaking and validating with franchisees that, for example, are running it as a semi-absentee. So asking the, uh, the, the franchisor, who can I contact that has their full-time job that's been running it part-time, you know, for the past year or so that I can speak with because, you know, there may be a little bit slower growth if you're doing it all yourself. There may be additional expense if you hired a general manager, but you may want to validate and speak with those people and prioritize the, the people you speak with to, to, to those that are running it the way uh, you feel like you're going to be running it. So, uh, so if, if the represent, you know, if the, the item 19 is not in there, it's not that big of a deal. You're going to be speaking with the franchisees and asking them, Hey, you know, what did you make your first year? Or, or is the item seven is the investment range accurate? You know, can, you know, and if it is, can I make 20% margins and, you know, they're not guaranteeing anything. They're just telling you what they made in their business. So you'll get a good idea after speaking with, you know, five, six, however many number of franchisees, uh, to the point, you know, when you're comfortable with their answers, you can kind of average maybe the numbers that you were given. Yeah, fair enough. I, it's another thing that uh, just amazes me, Giuseppe, is how many people had, did not do that level of due diligence. And do you think it's, I mean, a good franchise, obviously a good franchisor, I think encourages that. And of course, if you're working with a broker like you, you're, you're going to require that. But do you think sometimes people just are, maybe don't know that they can ask for that access to, sp to speaking with existing franchisees? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've never, if you're doing it on your own and the franchisor doesn't offer it, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So maybe they feel like they're off limits. I mean, the FDD lists the existing franchisees in the, in the system, you know, they'll, they'll list stuff. Right. They have uh, to list them all in there, right? Existing and, and, and former, and former, uh, yeah. former franchise. So, um, so yeah, so they, you know, someone maybe that's doing it on their own may not, may not know, may not know. So, uh, most of the companies I work with, after receiving the F FDD, doing a, an e economics call and looking at number of territories available to get you to, you know, to where you want to be financially, um, that's when they, they'll set up sometimes group calls. And that's been a trend where, you know, maybe a couple of franchisees go in and speak with a group of franchise candidates, because what's happening is due, due to the popularity of franchising, a lot of these franchisees are getting calls daily to validate. And it's just becoming, you know, it's, it's a lot, right. You it have is, a business to run. So they're doing these live calls where everyone can, because guess what? You know, the questions we have nine out of the, uh, nine out of the 10 of the questions are going to be the same anyway. So, yeah. uh, so it's the same question. So they're, they're doing group calls to really take advantage of the time. So two, two franchisees on for maybe an hour. And now they're talking to 10 prospective, uh, you know, franchisees and it just makes everyone's life a lot easier. Yeah, makes sense. And also you get to hear what other people will ask that you may not think about asking. So it works very well, I think, both ways. C correct. And, and, other, and others took it a step further, other franchise where they said, you know what, I'm going to record two or three of these episodes. Ah, so yes. you do one live. So now you, you've essentially validated with 10 franchisees because you have these recordings plus the live call that you were on. So uh, it's great. You know, it's, it's the advantage you have of, of, of being in a franchise and ask away, ask the questions and the franchisees, uh, 
they will answer those questions because they were in the same spot you were in you know, several years ago. Of course. Yeah. And they also have a, a vested interest in making sure that the new franchisees are going to be successful, that it's the right, that you make the decision for all the right reasons, hopefully. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. You're an extension of the brand. That's right. Potentially each franchise owner, you, you may do a joint agreement, a partnership if they're, you know, your territories touch. And guess what? If your territories do touch that person that you may be working with today, may be your future buyer. And that happens, that happens very, very often where your neighbor ends up buying you out. So it's, it's, it's a great advantage to have. All right. As we begin to wrap it up, uh, what, what, what's hot, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's, what are some of the trends that you can share in franchising that's going on today? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot in franchising doesn't change because it's, it's all about sustainable, you know, it's sus- sustainable businesses. And, and if the market's up or down, if the economy is doing well or not. So, um, so a lot doesn't change. What, what we see as far as that has done well, but, but that's going to do you know, even better is uh, franchises around coaching, uh, coaching small businesses specifically and how to pivot and change their business model. Uh, there's even franchises that will just do, exp- uh, they'll just come in to reduce your expenses, um, which is big because obviously, as, and, and do it for you where there's no fee and they'll just kind of split the savings with you. You know, these are businesses that have, have gone, have, have grown and have done well because there's an extreme need for that. And, and on the flip side, I, I see businesses around home services, right? People, people have been stuck at home. Um, the pandemic isn't over. We're getting vaccines, uh, but people have definitely utilized their homes. Uh, they're working from home. So, uh, you know, they're using the yards more. So there are family of brands that offer multiple services such as mosquito spraying. So you can take back control of your yard. We, we even have companies that'll come in and build out your own custom uh, home office, you know, maybe, you know, grabbing some room from your garage or basement or an exterior building, um, you know, converting a shed. So uh, home-based services, just because we're, we're spending a, a lot of time at home, we, we've been seeing quite a bit of that. So home-based business coaching, helping the, uh, the, the, you know, the small business get around or are two areas that have, uh, have done extremely well. Interesting. Thanks for sharing that. All right. We've touched on it, but, but summarize for us the services that you offer. And then I think you've got a, a couple of things uh, for our listeners as well to take advantage of. Yeah. So the, the service is really simple. So we, we essentially help individuals, corporate execs figure out if business ownership is the right, uh, right fit for them and then take the next step. And if it's franchising or non-franchising and uh, we work with you to find out what's best for you, not what's hot, not what's uh, everyone else is doing, but specifically what your ideal business looks like. We craft a model, we find two or three great companies that match that model. And we put you in direct contact where it's to the point you get a call within 24, 24 to 48 hours, you get a contact from the franchise company reaching out to set up that intro call. Um, I do that. You can, it's a free service. We are paid directly from the franchise companies. Um, I tell everyone if they're not at the stage where they're ready for a conversation, uh, as I, you know, I invite everyone on the call to, to, to give me a call and to set up that intro, uh, they can download my free book. Uh, I just bought a new domain here, myfranchiseroadmap.com, and you can pick up a copy of my new book, Franchise Freedom. You can also go on that same link and listen in on, uh, we have about 50 plus podcasts uh, uploaded to, uh, to our website. And uh, we also have a, a, um, a 20 minute um, webinar presentation so that if you don't have time, if you're not a reader, or don't have time to read the book, 
which is a pretty short read. You can list, uh, watch that webinar, which covers a lot of the same information that's in the book. So three great ways to, uh, if you're not ready to, to call me, the podcast, the webinar, the book. But when you are ready, even if it's a question, you know, shoot me an email, uh, go to my, myfranchiseroadmap.com. You can get on my calendar, shoot me an email, give me a call. Uh, I'm here and I answer, all, as I mentioned, all my, my calls and emails. Great. And the book again is called Franchise Freedom, A New Manifesto for Your Financial and Time Freedom. In addition to your book, is there a book that uh, you would recommend? Yes, uh, it's, a, it's actually, I used to recommend the same, uh, same books, but uh, someone introduced me to um, Dan Sullivan from Action Coach, and the book is called Who Not How. And uh, the premise of the book is essentially, you know, you know, obviously you need to know how to fix things and how you're going to go about running your business. But the better question in some cases is the who. Who, who can help me uh, get to my goals much quicker than me trying to figure out the how and going online? So that would be a perfect example would be Henry Lopez, yourself, <laughs> on helping you, uh, you know, in your current business. Uh, I would also be a, a who in, in helping you kind of expedite the process to, to figure out if, uh, if just let alone franchise ownership in general is the right fit, but who not how it's a, I think it was 99 cents around Christmas time on Amazon uh, on the uh, Kindle version. Great, uh, really quick read. And, and just really just talks about the, you know, who, you know, and who can get you to the next stage in life. Yeah. Great recommendation. I'm a big fan of Dan Sullivan's. We talk about him all the time on this show. I think that the who can also apply to a franchise, right? That's who can help you get into business ownership without you needing even necessarily ex any kind of expertise as far as the what the business delivers necessarily. Correct. So, yeah. So they play that role of a who as well that can help you get there. Correct. It's finding, yeah, right. The, the right who. Right? That's exactly it. Yeah. All right. Very good. Great stuff. Giuseppe, what's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation we've had about franchising? One thing is uh, I, I level the playing field. So put, put aside the opinions, what you read, what Uncle Ted said at, at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, franchises don't cost millions of dollars. They're, they're not all built the same. Um, I would just, you know, if, if you have just a mere interest in owning a business, give me a call, go to the website, um, you know, check out the book. It's literally the book is a 40, 45 minute read. Take that next step. You know, stop surfing the web and get gathering more inf information that's very difficult to apply. I give you an action strategy to figure it out on your own. And you know, why not? You know, why go it alone? Why not use a, a consultant like myself? But in the event you want to try it yourself, follow, follow the steps of the book. It's it's a free download. It's four ninety nine on Amazon if you if you want a hard copy. But um, you know, if you have that interest. Don't, uh, you know, put the opinions aside and go for it. You know, give it, give it a shot, at least look into it, speak with some people because, you know, the worst thing you can have in life are regrets. And uh, I, I talked to a lot of people much older than me that regret not even looking into business ownership right. because they felt like they can lose everything. And, you know, they got just, they got a little too emotional about it. Yeah. Uh, and and on the, by that same point, uh, it's never, you're not necessarily too late. So I, I found people making that transition at all types of ages, young and middle-aged, older. It's a matter of when you're ready. So it's never too late necessarily. Correct. I, I absolutely agree. And some, some people, they, they build a legacy, right? They buy the franchise. Maybe they they're older. They have five years till retirement. Um, they've been laid off starting a business, and they and this is something they can leave as a legacy, passed down to their children, their grandchildren, and uh, start the uh, start the wealth, start the freedom, right? Start them yeah. off on the right foot. Yeah. 
one of the key takeaways for me is the whole point of how to look for the right fit by looking at the role and understanding and be honest about the role that you want to play. That's how we got into the conversation about semi-absentee or are you going to be in the business? But then also the skill set and understanding that when we say skill set, we're talking about things like, are you good with managing and leading people? Not do you know how to kill mosquitoes? The franchise will teach you that. But what skill set do you have in using that approach to begin to narrow down the field of what might be a good fit for you? Yes, that's a very, very good point, right? The franchisor will train you. You don't need experience in mosquito spraying. Uh, but yes, you, you nailed it. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. All right, tell us again where you want us to go online to learn more. So go to myfranchiseroadmap.com and you'll have access to all the info. can uh, set up your, your intro call with me or just give me a call. My, my number's right on the website and I uh, look forward to, to hearing from everyone. Just be great conversation. Thanks for all of the insights and helping us understand franchising even more than I did before coming into it. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today and sharing. Henry, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for listening and joining me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Giuseppe Grammatico. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.